Welcome to the latest episode of the Odds On Podcast, your home of football and sports betting. My name's Dan Tracy, and for the next 45 minutes, I'm joined by two top guests as we dissect all the numbers, look for the value, and find those long shots before this weekend's football action. As I say, it's not just me on the show today, so before we start waxing lyrical about wagers, let's get the introductions out of the way. First up, I'm joined by James Caps. James, it's a pleasure to have you on the show again. How have you been this past week? Yeah, very good, thank you. I actually took in some live football over the weekend, seeing my beloved Derby pick up three points against Barnsley, which always helps the mood going into a new week, but I certainly won't be talking about the 0-0 draw at Shrewsbury on Tuesday night, so for now I'm all good there. Top man, let's move quickly on then, because last but certainly not least is Jamie Brown. Jamie, I hope all is well. How have you been this past seven days? Yeah, obviously just about recovered from that unbelievable dramatic draw at, at Stamford Bridge. Of course, Spurs nicking a point, I think it was... Um, Really difficult watch. Obviously, Chelsea completely dominated us, but uh, we managed to get a point at Stamford Bridge, so I was really pleased with that. So, yeah, all good, all good from my end. I'm glad to hear. Right, that's all the intros out of the way, so let's get down to business. And, of course, before we start, wherever you bet, check first with freebets.com, your best place for offers, tips and insights. And, from a social media point of view, if you're placing any bets this weekend, let us know via the Odds On Podcast hashtag, and who knows, we may be discussing your winners on next week's show. Okay, where should we start first? Let's go to another London derby. Apologies if you're listening outside the capital. We will focus on the rest of the country at some point, but this time it's Fulham playing host to Brentford on Saturday. James, what's the tale of the tape in this one? Well, punters will probably be looking at Brentford at 2-1 to to win this one and thinking it's decent value after their drubbing of Manchester United last weekend. But I don't 100% subscribe to that. This is a tricky one considering Fulham picked up draws against Liverpool and Wolves. So you've got to don your cap to Marco Silva's side for their start. But as far as their head-to-head goes, it's just one win in 90 minutes with the Cottages in the last dozen meetings with Brentford. So that doesn't fill me with the confidence I need to back the home win. And it's not quite valuable enough for a single punt, but I do like Brentford or draw double chance as part of an accurate 4-7. to seven. They should have more than enough to get at least a point from their short trip across to Capital. Two minutes in, the Claxon has already been pressed. I like it, James. Good work there. Jamie, neither Fulham or Brentford have tasted Premier League defeat yet this season. Admittedly, rolling to week three this weekend. But with the draw being priced at 23-10, to 10, would you back on as even at Craven Cottage? Or do you feel there's a winner somewhere? Yeah, I think after Fulham's, um, you know, that opening day draw against Liverpool, really impressive performance and joined two all. Um, I think it's very hard to go against them at the moment at Craven Cottage. But you also look at Brentford as well. They produced a very good performance against Manchester United. So I think with this one, it might be a case of both teams cancelling each other out. And I just like the look of a draw here. Um, again, you know, we we saw how good Brentford were. We saw Fulham um, obviously failing to score against Wolves as well. And, and that was a goalless draw. So I'm, I'm looking at a goalless draw again here. Um, and you can get that 10 to 1, which is, uh, I, I think, it's fairly good value, especially you consider how good Brentford were defensively, Fulham keeping a clean sheet as well. So uh, I'm going to go for nil-nil in this one. Well, of course, it was nil-nil for Fulham at Molyneux last weekend. But really, it could have been 1-0 and three points because James, Alexander Mitrovic failed to score from the spot last weekend. Do you reckon he can take out his frustration out on Brentford? At any type odds of 11-8, to are you backing him to score or steering clear? I don't think they're great odds, really. Um, Mitrovic will score goals at this level and... 
already has a strike against Liverpool under his belt this campaign, but it's not great value when coming up against a Brentford side that do head into this on the back of that clean sheet against United. And it's actually Brentford goal scorers that appear to be the more frugal picks as far as value is concerned. Ivan Tony is 2-1 to one and Ryan Burma, who's always the threat on that right-hand side for Brentford, he looks a big price at 9-2, especially after scoring last weekend. Well, this is it, because not only did Mbermo score last weekend, Josh De Silva scored last weekend and the weekend before. So he's two for two. Jamie, with that in mind, do you like the look of him to score at any time? 11 to two are his odds. Can he make it three in a row or do you be backing a B's goal elsewhere? Yeah, well, obviously I said for this one, I do think it'll be goalless. But I think if you had to push me for a winner, I would, I would have to go with Brentford, I think. To, to have beaten Manchester United as emphatically as they did, I think that you'd probably look to lean towards Brentford more in this one. Um, for me, I've, I'm probably going to go for a Brian and Burmo as, as my uh, pick for an anytime goal scorer. Of course, we saw him get the fourth against Man United on the weekend. Um, he's a guy who's likely to start. So I think that that's probably the safer option. And, you know, he's a guy who does seem to be in pretty decent form at the moment. So, uh, yeah, my anytime goal scorer for this one probably would be Brian and Burmo. But obviously... Does contradict my, my my first saying when I say the goal is draw, but again, if, if you really had to push me for a winner, I'd go for Brentford and uh, Brian and Burma to get the goal. Top man, I like the way you've kind of entrenched yourself in that nil nil, but but gradually giving me a goal scorer. That's absolutely fine. Let's move on. Next up, though, we're going to our good friends Everton, who have lost their opening two league encounters. James, is it too early to mention six points of status against Nottingham Forest, or at the very least, is this a must win game for the Toffees? Well, at the very least, the game is in must-not-lose territory for Everton. For what it's worth, I don't think they've been too bad in their opening couple of games. They've been far from great either. But I think now that Conor Cody has come in and one or two of us, they're slowly starting to become a competitive team. And Forrest, meanwhile, well, they rode their luck at times in beating West Ham. And coupled with their poor performance at Newcastle on the opening day, and pretty low to go near them until they've got a few more games behind them. You have to go back to 1995 for the last time both teams scored in this fixture. And I just can't see many goals in this one. So under two. 2.5 is my pick here at 5-6. to six. Now, Jamie, last week I said I like the look of Forest against West Ham. However, I didn't actually put my money where my mouth was, so that's bad for me. However, they picked up their first three Premier League points of the campaign. There was a bit of luck, but three points to three points for them, so they're not going to be too bothered. Can you see them getting three more at odds of 3-1? to one? Yeah, I, I think maybe despite that win last weekend, I still don't particularly fancy them at the moment. I think it will be a case of, as James said, just maybe seeing them a bit more. We, you know, They've signed so many players, it's going to be very difficult to know how they're going to gel and whether they will be a good side this season. But I think I said on earlier shows as well, I think that the you know the city ground factor and being, you know, having such a fantastic atmosphere, we saw last season in the FA Cup plenty of occasions, you know what that what that place can do, and I think that that kind of their home form will will probably just about keep them up this season. Um, I think going away to Everton, I'm not exactly sure they're going to produce the same result in terms of a win. But then looking from an Everton perspective as well, you've seen the way they've started. Um, again, I think this will be a case of where both teams do cancel each other out, and I think it will be a draw here. Um, and that's 13 to five for a draw, and and that's probably the way I'd go for this one. I just think this will be a case of, as I said, both teams cancelling each other out. Uh, Nottingham Forest obviously pretty poor on the opening day Everton they've been really poor in their first two fixtures so uh, I'm going to go for a draw for this one Now James at the moment it's own goal who is Everton's leading scorer for the season if you had to pick anyone to score on Saturday who would it be more importantly are there any candidates from a betting point of view I guess one would probably say Anthony Gordon is the logical pick he had a goal disallowed against Villa and does occasionally have his moments, although I'm certainly not in the same camp as Chelsea, who are throwing bids of more than £40 million at Everton for him. He's 
certainly not shown anything like that kind of value for me so far. But outside of him, you do wonder where the goals are coming from. Damari Gray had a bright start last season, so there may be logic to backing him once again here. But you know, Everton and goals are not usually words I'd string together in the same sentence. I might have a more concrete answer to your question come the end of the transfer window, but for the time being, I'm struggling for inspiration. Yeah, so would I be, actually, because Everton, as you say, and goals are like oil and water at the moment. But, Jamie, if Everton have a perceived lack of goals, this may play into the over-under market at the weekend. What do you reckon will be the outcome here? What bet takes your fancy in this one? Yeah, well, I think it's probably the case for both teams in terms of lacking goals. I think we saw, again, on the opening day with Nottingham Forest, I think they only managed five chances, didn't register a single shot on target. So maybe a case for they do lack goals as well. Everton... We definitely know they're lacking goals. You know, no Calvert-Lewin. And then, of course, you know, you look at their forward options. They do look like they're crying out for a striker at the moment. So, I think this is going to be a low-scoring one. I'm going to go for under 2.5 goals. And, of course, I mentioned earlier, I think this will be a draw. So, uh, under 2.5 goals and a draw is at 10-3. Uh, to 3. That's a good shout there. Right, next up, we're going bet building. This time, Bournemouth play host to Arsenal on Saturday as we look to construct an early-season winner. We were so close last week. So close. We got over 3.5 goals. Admittedly, my corner pick was low, but I still got it over the line. The only thing we were lacking was an Ivan Tony goal. He did, what, two assists, didn't get one in the net, and we didn't go home with our £55. So, so close last week. Let's see if we can do any better this time round. Jane, with that in mind, I'd like a first goal scorer for me this week. What have you got for me? Well, it's got to be Gabriel Jesus, hasn't it? He was superb last week, scoring a couple of times and getting an assist as well against Leicester. He's really relishing that number nine role for Arsenal and he is 18-5 to five to score first. Fantastic. Jamie, once again, you've got the over-under on the goals. What have you got for me? Yeah, I think this is going to be a pretty emphatic Arsenal victory. We know they're a side who are full of goals. James mentioned there, Gabriel Jesus being one, was fantastic last week. And against Leicester, you've got Saka, Odegaard and Martinelli all hitting form as well. So I can see there being a couple of goals in this one. So I'm going to go for over 2.5 goals. OK, I'm going to go something slightly different this week. I'm going to go with half-time, full-time Arsenal win. Arsenal sometimes slow out the blocks away from home, but I don't see that being the case this week. So I'm going to go for the half-time, full-time win for the Gunners. And let's just recap all three now. Looking at those three picks, we've got Gabriel Jesus to score first. We've got over 2.5 goals from Jamie and also a half-time, full-time win for the Arsenal. Odds of 9-1. to one. You put £10 on, you're going to get around £100 in your back pocket. Let's see and let's hope if that's our first winner of the season. OK, let's talk a little bit about the game itself now. James, I don't think we really learned anything from Bournemouth's trip to Man City last weekend, but has it changed your thoughts when looking at the weekend's markets? Um, not particularly. Plenty of punters will have had City down for a comfortable win and those same folk will probably feel the same way about Arsenal's chances. I've been a fan of theirs for a while now. They continue to improve. I think Mikel Arteta is doing a very good job and particularly their performance at Palace on the opening night of the season shows they're developing some steel on the roads. And as far as Bournemouth go, still don't give them all that much hope of staying up. I think they're going to struggle badly for goals and I fancy an away win to nil here at 7-4. Well, Jamie, you were spot on when it came to the Manchester City handicap bet over Bournemouth. Would you like to offer up another one before the Gunners come to the Vitality Stadium on Saturday? Yeah, well, we obviously mentioned last week with the Man City-Bournemouth game, obviously a bit of a mismatch. I do feel with this, this game, it's going to be kind of the same. We know how good Arsenal are at the moment. Um, I'm going to look for, to a slightly different market for this one, actually. I'm going to go for a winning margin um, and I'm going to go for Arsenal to win by three goals in this one at six to one. I really like the look of a kind of a three nil win. Um, I think we'll, I'll kind of talk a bit about that later. But I, as I said, I think they're going to have some goals in the Arsenal. Saka, of course, Jesus as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go for Arsenal to win by three goals at 6-1. Uh, 
Keeping his powder dry, I like that. Now, James, Arsenal are yet to have a penalty awarded this season. They will get one eventually. Does 3-1 to one for it to happen on Saturday take your fancy at all? Uh, seems a bit skinny to me. Bournemouth only gave away three last season, which averages out at one every 15 championship games. So 3-1 to one doesn't really stack up when you're doing the maths on that one. Although, that said, Arsenal did pick up eight last year. Only a couple of sides could better that in the Premier League last season. So maybe 3-1 to one will attract some punters, but just not me this time around. And Jamie, Arsenal scored in both halves last Saturday. Would you fancy them to do it again at odds of 6-5? to five? Um, do you know what? With this one, I probably wouldn't look to go for that one. I just think with some of the top teams, when they look at fixtures like Bournemouth, I think what they'll want to do is try and you know expend as few energy as possible, really. So I think they'll want to try and control this game, you know, try and have the game won in the first half. I think we mentioned last week, you know, it will, I, I think a lot of people were kind of looking at a, you know a six seven nil win for Man City. But it wasn't. It was only 4-0. You know, they kind of really contained them. So I think with this one, I'm, I, I think I probably wouldn't go with this one. I think Arsenal will look to try and kill the game off in the first half, as I mentioned. Um, they'll try to contain the match in the second half. They'll obviously be looking at other fixtures and, and just trying to get the win here. Um, so I'm going to, I probably wouldn't go for this one. And, uh, yeah, I would go against this one. Fair enough. That goes against my logic of a half-time, full-time win for Arsenal. But we'll see who's right. No problem there at all. Because now it's time for our... Longshot Acker. This week, anywhere in the world, once again, odds between 2-1 to one and 5-1. to one. Let's see if we can get three combinations together and win big. Jamie, you're up first this week. What have you got for me? Yeah, I'm going to go for a draw between Chelsea and Leeds um, at 7-2. to two. Of course, we saw Chelsea there. did look really impressive against Tottenham on the weekend. But uh, I think Leeds at Ellen Road, I'm going to be really interested to see how they do get on there this year. We've obviously seen, again, Leeds make a strong start to the season as well. So, uh I'm going to go for those two teams to draw on the weekend at 7-2. Uh, to two. OK, James, what have you got up your sleeve? Yeah, I'm going to go for Leicester to beat Southampton with both teams to score. The Foxes aren't too reliable defensively, but they've got plenty of goals in their locker. And they've also beaten Southampton on the Saints' last three visits to the King Power. So the home win and BTS double looks good to me at 23-10. to 10. OK, I'm going to stay in the Premier League. We mentioned Everton and Forest a few moments ago. I'm going to go with Forest to win, actually. Maybe I've been sucked in by last weekend's results, but I just can't see Everton getting anything. I know we've kind of given Everton a real bashing over, what, 26 episodes previously, but I don't really see where the goal is going to come from. So, at best, I feel Everton might get a draw, but I feel Forest are going to turn the screw. And at 3-1, to one, similar to their odds of 10-3 to three to beat West Ham last week, I think it's worth a punt. So for that reason, I'm going to go with Stevie Cooper's men to win at Goodison Park. And of course, check out freebets.com for all the latest offers and enhanced odds from all the leading bookmakers. Right, it's time to look at a few more Premier League fixtures now. And first up, we have to go to Old Trafford as both Manchester United and Liverpool are still searching for their first league win of the season. James, do you think there'll be enough of a reaction to back the Red Devils odds of 17-4? to well, I suppose I'll counter that by suggesting Liverpool need to show a bit of a reaction after a sleepy start to their season. Just two points from two games is more relegation form than championship form. So this game has somehow become even more important than under normal circumstances. I wouldn't touch United with a 10-foot barge pole at the moment. They're a club and team in complete disarray. But by the same token, I can't make a great case for Liverpool, who probably head to Old Trafford without a fit and available striker, but they should have some joy in the wings. Luis Diaz and Mo Salah could run riot against Diego Dallo and Luke Shaw, and I think those two battles were a long way to telling the story of this match. I do give Liverpool the edge here, but odds of 8-13 to 13 for the away win is a big banana skin and one I certainly won't be risking slipping on next Monday. 
Because Jamie, when you think about it, for United to be more than four to one to beat Liverpool at home, that's a rather big price. Now, you do feel to yourself after such a bad performance against Brentford, they've got to offer something. But are they four to one for very good reason at the same time? Yeah, I mean, we we saw on the weekend against Brentford, they're just a side who are totally devoid of any confidence, kind of any ideas. And we saw Ten Hag in his press conference after kind of saying, you know, the game plan almost went out the window and the players weren't, you know, didn't kind of stick to it. So um, they're a side who are just in total disarray at the moment. And uh, I think with this one, I just can't envisage United winning this one at all. I think if, you know, last week, I think I backed Brentford to get the win. So I think regardless of the form that Liverpool are in, I just think that Liverpool have to win this one and, and, we'll, and we'll get the three points on, uh, on Monday. Then again, James, there's no doubt that Liverpool have stuttered thus far. We spoke about two points dropped last week. It's now four in total. Would you rule them out of the title race already? I don't think so. Still a ton of football to be played, but they really can't afford many further slip-ups. After this weekend, Man City have home games against Forest and Palace, and Liverpool have potentially tricky games against Wolves, Chelsea and Everton over the next four or five weeks. So this is already a pivotal moment in the season, you think, for Jurgen Klopp. Now, Jamie, in terms of their odds to win on Monday, they're just a touch over 1-2, to two, as James referenced there. They'll be without the suspended Darwin Nunes. Is this going to hamper the Merseyside men at the start of next week? Uh, I don't think so. I think, obviously, they've still got guys in that team who, who, who are, gonna, are capable of scoring. We obviously see Salah, he's got a fantastic record against the Red Devils. He scored seven in his last five against them. So I think he'd be a good shout. He's at six to five to score any time. But for me, I'd probably be looking at Lewis Diaz. We obviously saw that amazing goal he scored against Palace uh, last Monday. And uh, I'd probably back him to do the same again uh, next Monday. Um, and he's uh, 15 to eight to score any time. And uh, so you look at the form that he's in at the moment, I think that that would be a fairly good shout. Next up, let's go to St James's Park. Last season, Man City beat Newcastle 4-0. That was before the Magpies got their house in order. But at odds of 18-1, to would you be tempted by the same outcome this weekend? Well, I mean, a bet on 4-0 City in any fixture is a bet that will come in reasonably often. So it has some appeal from that angle. But this Newcastle side are very good at St. James's these days. They've won eight of the last nine league games there. And the only blot on the copybook in that time was a narrow defeat to Liverpool. They've also kept five clean sheets in that time. So City won't have it easy, but have them down to sneak it still. And the away win by a single goal margin is available at 14-5. to Now, Jamie, I guess we must remember that Newcastle are yet to concede a goal in the Premier League this season. Yes, it's only been two matches, but could they be the first team to put a goal past City? Do you like the look of both teams to score at odds of four to five? Yeah, I'm I'm not sure I'm be confident enough to back that at the moment. I think defensively, Man City, we know they've been excellent. You know, to keep a clean sheet away at West Ham was obviously pretty impressive. Um, and, and obviously they kept the clean sheet against Bournemouth that everyone expected them to do that but they just look so strong at the back at the moment I mean look they've got the likes of Laporte um, Diaz and then of course Chancelo Walker so it's just such a strong back line so I don't think Newcastle will be able to score against them we obviously saw them fail to score against Brighton on the weekend so um, you know they're hardly a side who are kind of you know bursting with goals um, I think you know in their, their, their first game as well of the season they managed 23 attempts against Nottingham Forest and only had uh, obviously, only managed to score twice. So, um, yeah, as again, I don't think Newcastle are a side who, as I said, full of goals. So, um, we know how good defensively Man City are at the moment. So, uh, I don't think that's one I'd be looking to go with at the moment. And maybe a Man City win to nil at five to four is better value. I think that they're just, again, they're so strong defensively at the moment that uh, I do think that that will be the outcome on the weekend. Yeah, I'd probably lean towards the win to nil, actually. When you consider that they did it against Bournemouth, that was, what, four to nine in terms of odds. So, with it being five to four, that's actually quite a 
tempting price. I feel that you'd be looking at a City clean sheet at the very minimum, but three points is probably more likely. Let's go to Selhurst Park now as Crystal Palace play host Aston Villa. The Eagles will be buoyed by their points at Liverpool on Monday, but James, can they convert that to a win over Stevie G's men on Saturday? Does odds of 6-4 to four offer any interest to you? It's not a bad price, but I'm still a bit reluctant to pull the trigger. I think there's more to come from this Aston Villa side, despite the long-term injury suffered by Diego Carlos. There's still plenty of talent hovering around this visiting side. And they did, of course, win at Palace last season. Although that said, only three sides suffered fewer home defeats than the Eagles last time out. And I can forgive them for that opening day loss to a good Arsenal side a couple of weeks ago. And I think this will be a pretty evenly fought contest. I like the draw in this one. And you can get it at around 5-2. to two. Now, Jamie, Villa will arrive in South London, buoyed by their own success, as they did get the better of Everton last week. But as James mentioned, they now do so without Diego Carlos, who's going to be out for a considerable amount of time. How much of a blow is that going to be to the Villa Park outfit, not just this weekend, but going forward? Yeah, I mean, look, we've seen Stephen Gerrard. He's kind of swapped between uh, Mings and Konza, um, obviously, in his opening two fixtures. So I kind of... Th- it kind of shows that maybe he doesn't trust them. Obviously, you know, Konza was in that in for that 2-0 defeat against Bournemouth. And then we saw Mings come back into the team. So I think it's maybe a case of where he doesn't trust either of them. So I do think it will be a big blow for, for Villa, certainly. Um, again, we saw that defeat against Bournemouth on the opening day. I just think that that kind of is a sign of where Villa are at at the moment. We saw last season as well that Steven Gerrard's side just wasn't really clicking for them. So um, for me, I'm looking at a Palace win here. Um, and I know that Villa got two on the weekend, but I, I, I'm actually going to go for a Palace win to nil for this one. Um, and you can get that three to one. That's quite a shout that. Let's see if that one comes off. But also, let's go to the last of our Saturday games now as Leicester play host to Southampton. Now, James, both managers are towards the top of the sack race odds. Could you see a winner of the game? And if so, which way does it go? Well, in terms of the sack race, I'm probably leaning towards Ralph Hassenhutl if I had to pick between the two. I think Leicester have enough individual quality to win those extra few games. So we'll help to keep the heat off Brendan Rodgers for the most part. And Southampton, on the other hand, just a bit mare in the minute. I know they showed plenty of fight to come from two goals down to draw of Leeds last week. But they won't be able to draw on reserves like that every week. And they've got history for getting drubbed by Leicester, of course. In the past, this for me looks like a perfect chance for Leicester to get their season up and running, and they're definitely in Miyaka this weekend at odds of four to five. I think an interesting market here would be at what minute will that nine nil be mentioned? I reckon it would be within the what first five. So if there is a market, get on board with that. I don't think there will be, but you never know. A special perhaps. But Jamie, Leicester themselves have been rather generous in defence. Already six goals conceded. If you had to place an over under bet on this one, which way would it be going? Yeah, well, obviously, we've seen both sides involved in lots of goals this season. Um, Obviously, again, both sides have been involved in 3.5 goals in each of their opening two matches. So I think 3.5 goals is the way to go here. And uh, and you can get that at 13 to 8. Solid shout there. Right, before we move on and look at the rest of the Premier League, I'd like a correct score bet from you both. It doesn't matter where it is in the world. I just want that outcome spot on. Jamie, I'll start with you this week. What have you got for me? Yeah, I'm going to back my own team here and I'm going to go for a Tottenham win. I'm going to go for a 3-1 win against Wolves um, at 12-1. to I think Spurs, we saw in their opening game against Southampton, especially at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, kind of what they can do. Um, obviously, plenty of goals in that team. I think that front three is, is really exciting at the moment. The likes of Kane, Kulusevski and Son. So they've certainly got goals. And, you know, we have seen Wolves obviously keep a clean sheet against Fulham on the weekend. But I think Spurs' front three will get the better of them. Maybe we've seen, obviously, Spurs concede two against Chelsea. We saw them concede against Southampton. So I do think Wolves will be able to get one. But uh, I'm going to go for a 3-1 win here for Spurs at 12-1. to And James, what correct score are you hoping for this weekend? 
Yeah, I'm going into the Championship for mine. Where I think Burnley will beat a Blackpool side that have scored only once in the last four games. We should have enough to beat the Tangerines without necessarily blowing them away. So I'm going 2-0 Burnley at 13-2. And of course, check out freebets.com for the best insight and betting tips ahead of this weekend. Right, let's mop up three more Premier League encounters now. James, Tottenham play host to Wolves on Saturday lunchtime. Both teams earned a point last weekend. But do you think Spurs will be bullish after their draw at Chelsea? And what does this mean in the betting markets? Yeah, there's a bit more about this Tottenham side these days. I think they're better suited for games against sides they should be. And also in the face of adversity when they head to tougher hunting grounds. That gritty side certainly served them well at Chelsea. And I think they'll need similar qualities to get past the Wolves side that beat them, of course, in North London on Valentine's weekend last season. I don't necessarily think it'll be pretty, but Wolves' lack of strikers is a concern for me at present. And I think that will give the edge to this Spurs side, who I think will win with a clean sheet to boot. The home victory to nil can be picked up at 6-5. Music to my ears, that is. Jamie, could you also make a case for Richarlison to start for Tottenham at the weekend? And if this proves to be the case, would you also fancy a wager on the former Everton man scoring any time? I, I was really impressed with Richarlison coming off the bench. I think he made a big impact in that game. I think just for now, I think Kudasevsky will be the guy to start again. We, we saw on the opening day how good he was against Southampton. So I think he'll probably give the nod to Kudasevsky here. Um, Richarlison will probably have a bit of time to kind of keep proving himself as well and maybe work his way into the team. So I think we'll kind of see Kudasevsky start this one. Um, but I, I think it's also a pretty good shout. Obviously, Richarlison, he's 7-4 to four to score any time. I probably would look elsewhere, and I mentioned him earlier. Kulisevsky is probably my shout for this one. He's at 21 to 10 to score any time. And uh, again, I, I was really impressed with his performance against Southampton. I was disappointed how he played against Chelsea, um, just because he was so good against Southampton. Um, but uh, maybe at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, I think that that might be where he, he finds a bit more joy. So uh, my shout for this one is going to be Kulisevsky to score any time at, at 21 to 10. Yeah, you certainly shouldn't overlook the Swedish international in terms of an anytime bet. I think the only logic for a Richardson punt could be that, let's say Tottenham are, I don't know, two up with 60 minutes gone, Richardson comes on with half an hour to go, there still could be a goal on offer. But then again, you know, if he's playing as a sub, there's not really the value there. So it all depends on where he starts. It's not the worst bet, but as you say, Jamie, you make a very strong case for Kulisevsky, so that's probably the better direction of travel this weekend. Next up, let's go to Sunday and Chelsea's trip to Leeds. Because, James, Leeds have got four points to their name. It should really be six after last Saturday, after giving away a 2-0 lead to Southampton. But could there be a potential banana skin for the Blues? What do you make of this one? I think Chelsea will be OK this weekend, actually. That late punch on the nose against Spurs means they really could do with winning this one. And they have a really good record against Leeds. The West Londoners haven't lost to them since December 2002. And after the Yorkshiremen crumbled a bit in their draw with Southampton, I think they might struggle here. They, of course, got a bit of a slapping from Chelsea at Ellen Road at the back end of last season. And that's still very much fresh in my mind as I look through the odds here. Chelsea's the win is available at 6-10, to 10, which could just be the right side of 1-2 to two for some punters. But for some extra value, I like over 2.5 Chelsea goals at 2-1, to one, which was a winner in both league meetings last season. Now, Jamie, I might know the answer to this one with your answers earlier in the show. But, I'll ask anyway, if Chelsea are to take their frustration out on anyone, it's going to have to be Leeds, or it could be Leeds. Can you envisage a quick start in this one? And if so, would the half-time, full-time win at 7-5 to five pique your interest? Yeah, obviously, I mentioned earlier in my long shot, I do think this one will be a draw. I do think this one is a banana skin for Chelsea. Um, obviously, again, it'll be interesting to see kind of how they react to that draw. I think, yes, they performed really well and I was very impressed by them. But I think to kind of lose it so late on in the 96th minute, that could maybe damage them a little bit. So I 
psychologically, so that'll be interesting. We've, of course, seen it mentioned earlier, Leeds making a strong start to the season. They were very impressive in the opening day against Wolves at Ellen Road. And that again, that could be a bit of a fortress as well. So um, I'm interested to see how they do get on in this one. Um, but I'm going to go for a draw. And I'm actually going to go for a draw. Both teams to score at 9-2. Uh, to two. Quite the curveball there, but I like it all the same. Let's go back to London now, as West Ham play host to Brighton that same Sunday. And after suffering two successive defeats this season... James, would you be in a rush to back the Hammers at the weekend? Certainly not. No, you touched on it, Dan, in the last part, but West Ham always have that element of risk attached to them. And when coming up against a Bryant side that admittedly can blow hot and cold, you suddenly have a very tricky betting proposition in front of you. But for what it's worth, I don't think West Ham will be short of takers at 7-5. to five. They've got enough to beat this Bryant side, but the Seagulls have started very well and seemingly make a hobby of throwing egg on my face when you consider just how often I lay them. And finally, a look at the head-to-head shows. 18 wins for West Ham, 19 for Brighton, and 20 draws, including stalemates in six of the last seven meetings. So the draw gets my vote this weekend, too, at 5-2. to two. Yeah, we certainly shouldn't overlook Brighton in this one, especially, Jamie, as West Ham play in a Europa Conference League qualifier with Viborg three days before, that being Thursday night. Is that match going to have any bearing on their Sunday performance? And if so, what would be your betting direction for this one? Mm. Yeah, I think it will. Um, I think maybe on paper you'd probably lean towards West Ham winning this one. But if you take into consideration they are playing on Thursday, I think that that will come into play. We've seen as well Brighton make a pretty strong start to the season. Obviously got the fantastic win at Old Trafford, followed it up with a draw against Newcastle, who I mentioned plenty of times I think are going to have a strong season. So I think to get a draw against them was a good result. Um, so I think they'll, they'll get another draw here. I think you know going away to West Ham is obviously still going to be tricky regardless of them playing on Thursday. So I can see a draw here and I'm going to go for, again, like I did with the Chelsea match, I'm going to go for both teams to score and a draw at 10-3. Uh, to 3. I wonder if Skamaka might be the man to back from an anytime point of view. He needs a first Premier League goal at some point. It might be this weekend around the corner. You know, let's say if West Ham get a penalty, I'm not sure Declan Rice is going to be on duties. I still quite, un- I still don't understand why that decision was made on Sunday because you looked at his his run up, just his demeanour. It didn't look like he was ever going to score. So I feel that if, if there's going to be a change from 12 yards, it might be the Italian who takes the penalties. With that said, though, let's get the passports out now and have a quick trip across the continent. James, first up, Barcelona were held by Rayo Vallecano last week. What's the value bet when they travel to Real Sociedad this weekend? Well, this match certainly isn't short of value options. Barca is 6-5 to five to go and win this one in San Sebastian, but they really weren't at the races against Rayo Vallecano, so there's trepidation, at least on my part, when it comes to backing the Catalans. Real Sociedad started their campaign of a slender 1-0 win over Cadiz, but their home record wasn't great at the back end of last season, scoring just five goals and winning only two of their final five on home soil, including, of course, a 1-0 defeat in April to a Barca side that, you have to say, was substantially weaker than it is this season. So, nervously, I'll just about side with Xavi's men this weekend, and if they pick up a few wins, you won't see them at 6-5 too many more times this season. Well, this is it, because when you look back, even just a few years ago, let's not go back as far as the Pep Guardiola golden era, when they were always like 1-9 to at home, but they were always a a very assured bet at home. They wouldn't be the most generous, but from a bankroll or an acker builder, you'd put put the house on Barcelona. Now, you kind of look at the odds and think, oh, I just don't know. It doesn't really grab you. They're not a superpower in the way that Bayern Munich, like the way Real Madrid are. You have to really approach with caution, and I feel that if you are going to look at Barcelona over the next few weeks... I'm not sure you'd be backing them this week. I think an away trip, Sociedad's never an easy place to go to. I think they might struggle there. They might win, but I, I'm not racing to it. It's kind of like the, the same feeling as Manchester United. I'm not 
putting all my eggs in that basket. So I feel you feel you've got to wait at least a, a month or so to see how Barcelona settle with this new look team and obviously registered players still to get over the line and all that. So approach with caution is what I'd say. But Jamie, after Real Madrid were given a slight scare by Almeria last weekend, they travelled to Celta Vigo this time. What takes your fancy here? Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned there, they did nearly suffer that scare in their opener. But I think against the Celta Vigo side, who you know were pretty uh, pretty disappointing in their opening match, they only managed to get a two draw with Espanyol uh, for their opener. Of course, to concede those two goals, I think Real Madrid should you know go into this game full of confidence. Um, and I'm going to go for a Real Madrid win um, and over 2.5 goals at seven to five. Lovely stuff. Let's buckle up and go to Italy next. James, Roma squeezed past Salernitana last week. Just a 1-0 win away from home. The fixture computer has been just as kind this weekend as they play host to Cremonese on Monday. Do you think there'll be more goals on offer in this one? You certainly think so. The newly promoted Cremonese were beaten 3-2 at home to Fiorentina on the opening day. So it doesn't bode too well for a trip to the Eternal City. And Roma in very steady form at Stadio Olimpico, where they haven't lost in Serie A since January. And even in Serie B, Cremonese were hardly great travellers, failing to pick up back-to-back wins on the road since the turn of the year. So I have Roma down for a comfortable win here. And I think they're worth backing in the handicaps. A home win minus one is available at four to five. Yeah, I opted for over 2.5 goals for Roma last weekend. Fell short, but if I was to pick again, I think I'd go again with that. I feel that, especially at home, there are going to be goals there. A promoted team, they'll be licking their lips, will the Romans. So I'd go for that one again. While Jamie, the same evening, sees Juventus play host to Sampdoria. The old lady beat Sassuolo by three goals to nil on Monday night. What scoreline bet takes your fancy here? Yeah, I think here we're going to see another emphatic Juve win. Um, again, I'm going to go for another 3-0 win for them, 11-1. Um, to 1. I think if you look at how good Di Maria and Vlahovic were in their first game together, really impressed as a duo. So I think they'll look to combine again, and I'm going to go for another 3-0 win here. Um, they're also playing the Sampdoria side, who are coming off the back of a 2-0 defeat to Atalanta in their opener as well. So, yeah, I think there should be another emphatic Juve win and another 3-0 win. So, uh, and then you can get that at 11-1. Good news for the Turin outfit. Finally, let's go to the Bundesliga now. James, you've got a ticket for Borussia Dortmund versus Werder Bremen. The hosts have won their first two matches of the season. Is there any way you can currently fatten up their odds of 4-11 to for a home win? Well, the usual port of call when you get a brief like that for Dortmund is to go for the weird and both teams scoring or add it to an over 2.5 goals kind of leg. And that school of thought makes sense when you look at the form book too. Werder Bremen scored twice in all three of their league and cup games this season, while six of Dortmund's last eight Bundesliga home games have seen both teams score. So with that firmly in mind, Dortmund and both the scorers 29 to 20, while the home winning over 2.5 goals is a tad skinnier at even money. Top shouts there. Jamie, you're off to Bochum as Bayern Munich comes to town. Just a 2-0 win for the footballing juggernaut last weekend. Do you think it'll be more emphatic this time? Which goal bet, that can be a score, over-under or a player, takes your fancy here? Yeah, I think for this one, it's going to be an emphatic Bayern win. We saw Bochum lose their first two games as well. So I think Bayern, they'll be very confident for this one. Um, so I'm going to go for Bayern to win and over 4.5 goals at 6-4. Uh, it's gone big, but it's not that big at all when you look at Bayern Munich. I was looking at the odds for their game against Wolfsburg last Sunday and they were offering up to 8.5 before a ball had been kicked. And I think it was only 1-66. to That's actually a pretty decent shout and I hope that one gets over the line as well. OK, it's the final bit of business now. It's our odds on threefold. We all pick a leg each, combine it into an acker. Let's try and go for bets over 1-2, to two, but less than evens. And let's see if we can get a third successive winner over the line. Because last week, our 5-1 to one treble got over the line. So once again, a big pat on the back for us all. 
That means we've got to earn our money, and this time I'll go first. I'm going to go with Chelsea to beat Leeds. A little bit of conflict to the earlier messaging in the show, but I feel that the Blues will take out their frustration after throwing away two points last Sunday, and I feel Leeds are going to be in the firing line. Yes, Leeds have got four points, but this is going to be their sternest test of the season yet, and therefore I'm backing Thomas Tuchel's men at odds of 1-2 to two to win on Sunday. James, what have you got for me? Yeah, I'm off to Deepdale for my leg in the championship clash between Preston and Watford. And three of North End's four championship games have ended nil-nil, while Watford have failed to score more than once in their opening quartet of matches. So I like under 2.5 goals in this one at four to six. Fantastic. And Jamie, what have you got up your sleeve? Yeah, I mean, look, a Manchester United defeat at Old Trafford. I don't think we'd ever kind of expected to have mentioned this in this segment of the show. But uh, I'm going to go for a Liverpool win um, at Old Trafford at three to five, I think. You know, just given the form that Manchester United in, they're off to a terrible start. Kind of the atmosphere at the club is is really bad at the moment. So I, I, I'm really confident that Liverpool will finally get a win on the board. Again, another sentence I didn't think I'd be having to say um, already into the season. But uh, yeah, I'm going to go for Liverpool to win against Manchester United at 3-5. Uh, to five. That does not bode well for Manchester United fans, but it might bode very well for betting fans. Right, that brings us to full time. I just need to do the admin now before we wrap up. As mentioned before, if any of these bets take your fancy, make sure to visit the free bets website. And now I just need to thank my duo of top guests. James, thanks for joining me this afternoon. I hope you enjoyed that one. Pleasure. Cheers, Dan. And Jamie, thanks for your time and sharing your betting insights with me. Thanks, Dan. All good. Cheers, guys. And also to the listeners out there. And with that said, it just leads me to say that my name's Dan Tracy. This is the Odds On Podcast. And until next time... Goodbye.